Welcome to the Resistance Broadcast, everybody. We are live, baby! <laughs> Wake my son up, daughter, maybe. <laughs> Worth it. Worth it. We're live. I'm John. Thanks for joining us on this Thursday evening. Uh, so that's why you didn't get an episode this morning. We decided to go live because it's International Podcast Day. James it is. Lacey. Wow. wow. So... Where is it? Our uh, day has come. Be, are we supposed to be off then? <laughs> is that like Labor Day? No, podcast. According to the ready. world, yes. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> international anyway. standards. So, uh, yeah, this is our first live one in a little while. I think our last one did we do? Did we do the Mando Fan Show live? Is that was our last one? Yeah, I don't was... remember. My brain. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think I think so. it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where we talked about Luke Skywalker coming back and stuff. So it's been a little while, uh, but it's great to see everybody in the chat. Thanks to everybody who was able to make it and and deciding to uh, allow us to be a part of your Thursday night. So uh, we hope you have a good time. We have a pretty cool show in store for you today. A little new reveal as well out of our store, uh, which we're excited about. But first, how are you guys doing, James? Let me see what's going on. I'm doing good, man. I'm excited to have a live show and then right after this we have more shows to record for next week and patreon yeah. stuff it's just a full night of trb full night of star wars my mom sent me something about um i, I don't actually know who she was even talking about but she was like so and so hopes you talk about star wars tonight i'm like what <laughs> i'm like well i'm talking about star wars tonight never stop yeah. talking about star wars yeah 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 i'm excited i'm next i'm excited great all right so but before we get into uh, the news, because this is kind of going to be sort of like our Monday episode, because we're going to talk about the news and stuff. But we like to warm the engines a bit here, as always. Uh, the first thing is the uh, the George Lucas 50th anniversary Lucasfilm Black Series Stormtrooper figure, which I have to say, a lot of people were like pumped about. They thought it was very cool. It's definitely like 2000 George Lucas. <laughs> where it's like yeah. silvery hair not fully white he doesn't have his glasses <laughs> on it's like him it looks like him when he was directing like if you look at behind the scene shots of him directing attack of the clones it's almost like they said that's the george lucas we're going with for this one yeah um but some people were really upset they're like it doesn't look like him i don't like it and stuff like that and i just it made me think of like hey lauren happy podcasting day um it made me think of like my action figures as a kid, they none of them looked like the person. It was just like, like even yeah. my Star Wars figures, it's like, this is Han Solo. It's like, I guess, because he has a vest on. Yeah, he's like, but I guess, yeah, it just <laughs> looks like a, yeah. <laughs> Or how about last year with the, the Pedro Pascal figure that everyone was so upset about? Potato face. Oh. Yeah. So I don't know. Were you guys, were you, you guys like the George Lucas figure? What's your take on the George I Lucas? I did like it. And I bought yeah. one, and I bought an additional one that we'll be giving out. So I'm so glad that John's talking about how it doesn't look that great. Yeah. Because we're doing a giveaway soon with one. So. Oh, no. I, no, I think it's cool. I'm just yeah. saying, like, pe- I think people hold a high standard to action figures these days from like, well, when, like when I was a kid. Well, the are very machine. They've, yeah. bu- they've done a better job over the past few years, Hasbro, with the like photorealism stuff where they yeah. like scan people's faces. Like the Rays. The Ray figures that came later in the sequel trilogy look more like Daisy Ridley than the ones that came out at the beginning that you're like, this looks like 
no one like this is just she's no one yeah Um, you can make a figure look like a person like obviously like hot toys and other people do it it's just the black series is like we're trying to make fifty thousand of them you know or more more than fifty thousand like 50 million of them or whatever so it's like just with the process you have to understand that it's going to look somewhat the only thing that really took me by surprise actually was that he was in the stormtrooper outfit I read yeah, the headline. Cool. It was like George Lucas Black Series figure. And I was like, oh, this is going to be dope. They're going to give him like a sweet flannel and all this. And then I turned yeah. like, oh, I have a Stormtrooper outfit. Okay. Yeah. And I brought up with Hasbro before doing kind of like a director's because NECA does that. They do like a director's or behind the scenes figures. They did one with uh, Guillermo del Toro and stuff. Yeah. So I brought it up like, hey, would you ever do a J.J. Abrams figure or a Ryan Johnson figure or George Lucas? And I guess or they a had second J.J. This- figure. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess they've had this one in the works, which is is cool. And, you know, they put him in a Stormtrooper outfit, which is obviously they had the Stormtrooper already made and they just stuck his head on it, uh, Mm. which is totally fine. But um, I'm super pumped for the Dave Filoni one, Trapper Wolf, which is actually in canon character, which is really cool. Um, And I really want a Carson Tava one. That's my next request to Hasbro. There there is a canon TK1138. And maybe they could just make George that guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Out of curiosity, you guys can put this stuff in the comments too. If they made a JJ Abrams black series and a Ryan Johnson black series, which one would sell more? I think they'd both sell equally. I I feel like the Ryan Johnson would sell a lot because all those, all those guys would make the YouTubes where they pull their arms off and stuff, you know? <laughs> Before we they get do into that news- stuff, I'm telling you. Um, yeah, so Before we get into news, quick. I do have a couple super chats. Oh, yeah, yeah. So first we have Should Knight 323. What's up? How's it going? Hey, it's been dude. a while. Thanks, uh, man. He said, always here to support these three great people. My question is, what is your favorite Star Wars game? Mine is Shadows of the Empire. Okay, so I'm going to make note of this question and save it till the end. But I didn't want to lose your super chat because they expire. So we'll get back to this at the end of the show. But okay. thank you so much for Thanks, man. your super chat. And there's one more. Let me try to find it. Uh, William asks, did you talk about snacks? <laughs> we can answer that one now. We yeah. haven't yet. Uh, I do no. have trail mix on the side right I now. I don't have any snacks. What's going on? So I did bring a snack because I'm at that point where it's just snacking all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah but so thank bef- you for your super chat. I really appreciate it. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, and before we get into it, if you are on social media, you don't mind sharing uh, the link, the tweet or whatever, uh, quote, tweet it, tell people to come join the party. We appreciate that. Uh, like the video and, and all that stuff. Um, and then the last thing is we want to reveal that uh, we finally put a new shirt together that we're going to be putting that is live now on our store at store.resistancebroadcast.com. It is called, it's a space station. <laughs> boom that's it there it is so it has all three super weapons uh that we will not say the names of <laughs> there they are so as you see it says no moon on the front in in as a nod to uh obi-wan's line in uh, a new hope hence why it's called it's a space station so it's available now store.resistancebroadcast.com has no trb stuff on it so if you prefer shirts that don't have like our podcast branding this might be a good one for you uh but either way go check it out and uh, pick it up if you if you like so there you go all right so yeah we are gonna hop into the news and james is gonna steer that ship 
Yep. So this week, um, we got the book of Boba Fett officially premiering December 29th. That came just the other day. And it also came with this really awesome poster. Uh, it's kind of one of those things we've said forever, you know, on the show, if anybody's been listening for a long time, why can't they just tell us the date? Well, they hold off, you know, and then they have a little thing <laughs> and they give us a poster and they say it's coming and everybody gets excited and everybody has a day and then podcasts live broadcast about it, <laughs> you know, uh, but that's the thing. So we have, we now officially have a date. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy, I think said Christmas. Um, so it's pretty dang close to exactly what she was talking about. It's the very tail end of the year. Um, but it's probably something that at new year's parties, everybody's going to say, did you see the first episode, you know, and everybody's going to be able to have that talk at the new year, uh, party. So, that's it. Um, I'm going to start with John on this one. Uh, Book of Boba Fett premiering December 29th, and the new poster was revealed. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I love the chance switch to the Wednesday. I think that's really cool. Um, yes, especially thank you. that week. <laughs> yeah, I took that week off. So that first week, it's going to be like right in the middle of uh, my little vacation between the holidays. So I'm very excited about that. Um, I really like the poster because it's a, I know it's, you know, they do different types of posters for the series versus the film. So I get that, but it, I like the minimalist aspect of it and it's just him and it's uh, him and his, his new throne kind of right where we left him at the end of that teaser at the end of the Mandalorian chapter 16. Uh, Cause you know, they could have done one of those posters where they just throw a bunch of faces on and, and, and do the Photoshop thing, which I've been the biggest fan of, of those new era uh, like Disney posters uh, but this looks like a, it's definitely a cool poster. I can see Boba Fett fans wanting to pick this one up and popping that in their frame and getting that on the wall uh, without question. Uh, he looks good. He ditched the uh, kilt and now looks like he's going full gear. Um, maybe a little bit of a paint job, brushed up on the yellows a little bit, ready to go. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm ex very excited about the show. Um, we are actually scheduled to have a pretty interesting report uh, out of Star Wars Newsnet coming next week not sure when uh so we'll see if a trailer comes out or not but either way we should have something cool for everybody who's interested next week but either way i'm very excited about this series and to see what kind of uh damage boba fett does across the galaxy uh including good old tatween tatween lacy what do you think <laughs> about boba fett being on tatween i gotta say i was disney got me i wasn't expecting it this week I feel like it came out of nowhere and I was like, they got me because, you know, you always hear hints and stuff that something's going to get announced. Um, I'm pumped. I'm really excited for the show. We've been excited all year. It's like the thing that we've been looking forward to as the, like the big show that's going to be happening on Disney Plus for Star Wars fans. The description's interesting to me because it talks about, you know, a thrilling Star Wars adventure, finds like legendary bounty hunter Boba Fett and the mercenary Fennec Shan navigating the galaxy. Um, and then also mentions uh crime syndicates so mm -hmm. i'm interested to see hmm. what happens with that because as we know that is a tie to solo in a way with the whole crime syndicate yeah. war thing mm -hmm. that they had discussed was the plan to move forward with solo so i'm interested to see if we're going to see familiar faces which i think we will from bounty hunters that we've seen in the original trilogy uh that they've been waiting to bring in absolutely we've had those discussions before but uh, what kind of crime stuff are we going to get into? But I'm I really just want to see him wreck house. I'm like so excited for him to beat people up. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I I think it's going to be. I mean, we got a taste of it on Robert Rodriguez's episode, but I think oh, it's going to yeah. be a very a very Robert Rodriguez type of violence in this. Uh, still PG thirteen because of the Star Wars thing, but yeah, the sound department the sound department's going to earn their paychecks with cracked skulls in this one. Did did Lacey? What did you think about him? Like in this poster, him going back to that paint job, as Sean was pointing out. That is interesting to me just because with the last time we saw him, he was very cleaned up. I think this yeah. was an aesthetic choice. Like the the artist that did it was like, you know, I'm going to add a little rough stuff here, meaning like he's, because that's what most people remember him as, even if they've seen the show. So I feel like they just made that choice because it just looks cool. I think this I'm was I'm glad you cool said choice. that because that was kind of my opinion when I saw it. I thought, well, that doesn't line up with what I think is going to be the Boba Fett in the book of Boba Fett. Because that looks like old Boba Fett, but he's sitting on the throne. So it's new Boba yeah. Fett. And I was like, maybe, is there any chance that, you know, okay, you're right. Maybe it was just an artist uh, portrayal, whatever. But is that maybe a nod of like, this is, we're doing a little bit of that Boba Fett in, and also in the new setting. So like the throne is a representation of where he is now. And him sitting there in that armor is the representation of who like he believes he is or something like that. Like that's right. the old prime Boba Fett that he like pictures himself as when he sits in the throne kind of thing. And it's not actually like, Oh, well they showed me this image from the show and I just did it in like an art piece or something mm-hmm. for a poster. Um, but yeah, definitely that, that caught me cause he's got all these scuffs and stuff like he didn't surely didn't manage to put all the same scuffs on all of his armor that quickly. The only thing I think the only thing that's important is the classic helmet dent. If that if he ever gets he rid of that, that though. You know, yeah, yeah, I know, but I'm saying like that. That's that's the thing that always has to stay because it's almost like when they do all the variations of the helmets and stuff. Like that's the one where you're like, no, that's Bo- that's Boba Fett's helmet. Like that dent like has to be there. So Luke Count Pepto, what's up? Did ask, do you guys think uh, Boba will kill Bosk or Dengar in the show? Um, I think they're going to bring those people in. Absolutely. I think that's an easy thing. And we know that Jon Favreau loves those bounty hunter type characters. I'm going to go with I mean, Bosk because I feel like Bosk is the bigger standout bounty yeah. hunter out of everybody that's in that lineup. It, it wouldn't entirely surprise me if they... You know what happens to Dengar where he becomes that really freakish looking thing in episode oh, nine, yeah. Rothgar Dang. It wouldn't <laughs> shock me if they gave Boba Fett that where he does that to oh, him. Oh, the credit? Oh my God. So you we think? see Dengar just like he shows up already with his bandages. He clearly he can't heal. So he still has the same hospital bandages on for the last nine years and he rolls up with his with his gear and Boba Fett just turns him into pudding, just gray, disgusting pudding. And that's who we see in episode nine. So for yes. anyone who doesn't know, there, there's yeah. this really like ugly looking being right in that same scene where John Williams is in episode nine. And that is, it's called Rothgar Deng. That's Dengar. And something happened to him to get him to look that way. So the guy that's I like, yeah, yeah, he just look. He, yeah, he just looks absolutely. He had a rough. He had a weekend. Whatever that guy got into. But uh, no, yeah, Bosk. Like we've been saying, makes sense because they were thinking about making him the reveal in Solo, and then they wound up mentioning him in Solo. 
there was other places I think they were supposed to, they were thinking about putting him in. So they've been toying with that idea and they do have, you know, the updated graphics and makeup to make Trandoshans as we saw in season one of the Mandalorian. So Bosk, I think would make a lot of sense. I'd actually be surprised if we didn't see Bosk. And I think we are going to see like Cad Bane in this thing. Cause they've been hyping him back up in the animated uh, realm with the, um, bad batch so i think they're really going to go for it uh, because who knows how often we're going to get to see this boba fett in live action i don't know mm-hmm. if they're doing multiple seasons i know the gear said season one on it but that doesn't necessarily mean a season two um right. it'd be nice if they do if it's, if it's good right but i think they're going to pull out all the stops and give us everything we need to in terms of like feeding the seeing the bounty hunter stuff and and seeing a live action Cad Bane, I would be actually, again, shocked if we don't see a live action Cad Bane in this wow, series. Yeah. I'm not saying book it, I'm but for it. yeah. Yeah. I brought up the really picture. Good question oh, really okay. quick from Kyle that I think John, you can kind of touch on from being from star Wars news. Now he said, do you think the look on the poster is what star Wars news net report was referring to about him having updated armor? Uh, yeah, probably. I think it was more of, him having a different look from how he looked in the Mandalorian. Um, you know, he ditched the undergarments and he's, his paint jobs are a little different. The yellows are more defined, especially on the legs, um, stuff like that. Um, it was never like, I don't think we reported it as he's getting all, he's going to look like a different guy. I think he was just updating his armor. So I think the look that might be it, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it came from similar places as, a report about um, Darth Vader and stuff like that, which I know for a fact is dead on. So, <laughs> right, right. Sorry, James. I was going to say I I pulled up the picture if anybody wants to see it of that character. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how weird that, he looks. Yeah. Oh so on the left, goodness. on the left is how he looks in uh, Rise of Skywalker. So I, it wouldn't shock me if they had Boba Fett do this to him. So <laughs> That's what? pretty messed up. Even- I can't even think of like what would cause that. Like what? No disintegrations. He just like arm gone. Like yeah. Anakin thought he had it bad. Look at that dude. Bring that back up, James. Anakin yeah. thought he had it bad on the side of Mustafar lava pit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I think he might yeah, win. You're right. You're right. <laughs> if Anakin and Rothgar Dang go up head to head in like a, a dating show. Uh, Rothgar Deng has no chance. So Ryan wants to know, is that really him? Is it confirmed that that's him? I believe that that was confirmed. Yeah. So, well, (laughs) the thing is, is like, if you read the entry about him, it, it, uh, (laughs) I can't, it alludes to it really heavily, but it doesn't, it doesn't actually say what it is, but it's like, yeah, come on. According to, oh no, that says a rumor, but it's not, it's from the, it's from the visual dictionary where you can read what he's, it says about how this character deformed his look and uh, his name is said to resemble or something. This, uh, this guy, uh, I can't, I wish I had more definitive proof, but it, like I said, Oh, Oh, here it is. Here it is. Let's see. Um, it makes me wonder Rothgar, what person on production was like, yo, I hate that character. Rothgar so is an old <laughs> and experienced Corellian bounty hunter who is likely operating under an alias. He has been subjecting himself to a cybernetic to cybernetic replacements in a poorly planned bid to live and work forever as age began slowly uh, 
As age so began like... slowing his reflex and dulling his senses, Rathgar <laughs> Luke says, I turned to the charming. black market surgical. <laughs> it's so really he's, hard he's to Mi- read this clinic. He's, Mi- he's Mickey Rourke. He's Mickey Rourke is what he's doing. <laughs> oh, that's mean. Why? Mickey Rourke. Or you're saying like he's trying to like avoid aging. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, it says like that's, he... a, that's a, quite a stretch. That character is out of control. Her name so... was Goldie. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um age gracefully, uh, so kids. Age gracefully. <laughs> so I didn't see anything there about his uh can the connection to his name or how it seems familiar i don't remember where i saw it then i don't know (laughs) it definitely someone somewhere answered a question that it was him because i remember being like really wow yeah it was one of those like deep cuts that someone was like well technically it doesn't say it but well anyway maybe 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 boba fett does do it maybe we're off track yeah Yeah, whatever but uh the wrestler Yeah, I'm curious, you know, do, do you guys think they're going to wait all the way till November 12th for the trailer now that we know it's not coming out till late December? Yeah. I'm sorry, I got distracted by having a <laughs> for radio. <laughs> November, so here's what I'm, I'm kind of thinking. Um, we know that Disney Plus Day is November 12th, right? Correct. And November, on November 12th, they're also doing a Boba Fett special. I have a feeling that our first 100%. look at a first look at it is going to be in that special, and it's going to be like, look at this guy who's been around forever. Look here, him in the Mandalorian. Here's a few scenes that people are going to just going to be watching. Maybe most people might not even pick up on that it's new stuff. They're like, oh yeah, that's him. Is that a scene for the Mandalorian? But like us, we're going to be like, that's a new scene. That's from Book of Boba Fett. I guarantee it. Like, I think we might even get a trailer. And I and I go back to the what we were talking about when they first announced Disney Plus Day. The reason they're doing a Boba Fett special is to pump up this show. Oh, they yeah, want yeah. people to watch. Now, I said this last week where Netflix did that whole global day, the Tudum day. I think mm-hmm. Disney's now looking at that going, okay, we got to step it up. We got to announce some stuff. I just I think that if you're if we see new footage in that Boba Fett special, that yeah. is what they're going to do that day. And I, I I would be surprised if they also put out a trailer on the same day. I think because they're going to. They're going to ride, they're going to ride the new footage for a little bit for like two weeks and then put out the trailer and let that be its own thing as well. But I I just think it could be a double advertisement so that they do the special. And then at the end of the special, they're like, by the way, you love Boba Fett. We have a show coming this day and they could throw in a teaser or a trailer or something. I, we are so, we uh, we're so close to this point. I'd be. I'm I'm almost over t- like trailers. Let's just everybody just, says trailers. this every time trailers. we get close to a release. I will never say that. I love them. I love trailers. I love teasers. I love that. I love hype. Everybody's I, like I we're so close hype. at this point. I'd just rather I'd just rather not watch it. You know, like they should just do James, no I'm trailers. Sure you've said that before too. But I live in the hype. I love it. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I look. I it's one of those things. Like I wouldn't be opposed if they didn't do a trailer sure. right sure, if they sure, said sure. we're not going to release any trailers it's coming out this day this is what it is i'd be like oh wow that's a cool interesting marketing strategy it's stupid so it will probably never happen <laughs> like that's the thing well, like here's my problem with, here's, all right, here's tell my problem people with about your show more people will show up <laughs> Tra- trailers aren't like there's a blueprint now for like every trailer now and it's slow music 
fade in shots uh, out of context, someone's voice, then a montage of action with ramped up music. Then the action stops. The music stops. The screen goes black and you hear one more line of dialogue and the title comes up. That's every GD trailer that exists today in the history of movies. <laughs> you every single one marketing though. Trailers. That would be so such like, a good job. So like for instance, Cowboy Bebop recently released the intro as Loved their it. trailer. Yeah. So Loved instead it. of showing us like a trailer for the show, they just said everybody loves the intro to this song. So we're releasing the intro as the trailer and it was, you know, motion graphics and everything, but it the had the, our first look, yeah. f- f- first look at the characters in live action, doing things, moving around, jumping around and stuff and, and all the ships and everything. And it was just a really interesting first look, you know, it's like releasing. The I, opening I the loved show. it. Because I thought that was that- a good idea. Yeah, absolutely, because the anime is known for their intro and their jazz music. So they're literally saying, you love this? We're recreating it just live action. Like, it's true yeah. to the fans that w- and it, what they love. And if you like this, if you like the way we did the beginning of this, because that it yeah. in itself is good, then it already sets your expectations to, if I like that, then I'm going to like the rest of the show. You know, I do want to jump in like here. Two parts. Yep. Yeah, with a super chat from Frank. Thank you, Frank. How's it going? He said, "I think the new Dengar face lives on the back of his head, and it was covered up by, covered up like Voldemort." Yeah, <laughs> that is still super creepy. The whole like head on the oh god, oh god, I hate it. But thank you for the super chat. People are going crazy sure. about this this Dengar stuff. I love it. He, I, I forgot how ugly he is until James brought that picture up. James, I can't. you can't even make the face. Like you just, it's, it's like, it's almost not even like a computer would look at it and be like, is that a face? I can't make something out of it. I'm bringing it up again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like if you removed the body and everything else and showed that to a child, I, I'm not even sure they would be like that. It looks like a head of some sort. They'd be like, I don't know. Is a car part or something? That's literally the type of face that like when you're watching a horror movie or a horror movie trailer <laughs> at the end, it reveals like half the face in darkness and you're like, Oh, oh God. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, bum, bum, bum. Like, <laughs> Rothgar, Rothgar Deng shows up to his high school reunion and he's like, Hey guys, it's me. Dengar. They're like, Sir, you can't come in. He's like, no, Everyone really, it's back. me. Yeah, it's me. Yeah. It looks like, no, it looks like it's the the brother of Jigsaw and not the killer, the puppet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Don't oh, worry, guys. Man. We'll post the picture on our Twitter account after this, so you guys <laughs> yeah, can save it here. Phone. Post that image. Just no <laughs> yeah. context. Tweet it <laughs> and just like that image. That's great. Oh my goodness. Um. Man, how pumped are we, though, for Book of Boba Fett? December 29th. Everyone will be winding down from all the big holidays and everything, and they'll be like, man, we still have New Year's to go, but first episode of Book of Boba Fett was awesome, and everyone was super excited. But that's only the first in in a big slew of Disney Plus live action, or not live action Star Wars, just Star Wars shows, I guess, that are coming. We're getting a bunch of live action, but as reported by the Hollywood Reporter, um, they were discussing the Book of Boba Fett 
uh, new release date and the poster. And they made a little uh, note in their article that somebody pointed out, you know, hey, if you read kind of what they're reporting here, it's kind of interesting because it says in there uh, that there's an Obi-Wan Kenobi series in the works, along with two other Mandalorian spinoffs, Ahsoka and Rangers in the New Republic, which is in and of itself interesting. Uh, But then the line that I'm referring to is all told Disney plans to air 11 Star Wars series in the next several years, 11 Star Wars series. So John's already tired. John count them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So so Lacey, you hear this, uh, the, you see this little excerpt from the Hollywood reporter Mm -hmm. article. What are your thoughts on, uh, the 11 new series, but also I want to throw in there too that Rangers in the New Republic. That's interesting, right? Yeah, so I'm pumped that they still named it, even though they said it wasn't in development, or are they saying it is in development? Somebody asked about it and they said that it was not currently in development, which everybody meant. Maybe because everybody took it, everybody took that phrasing as canceled. Oh, not currently in development, they're not working on it, it's done, it's canceled, right? right. But we kind of alluded to that doesn't necessarily mean it's canceled read the words see what it says it could still be this so it's kind of interesting the oh, hollywood man. reporter is saying rangers of the new republic is one of the spinoff shows yeah so star wars steve did a good job right here with this comment saying 11 shows one of those has to be solo too right right guys makes solo two happen that the first reaction i had was 11 and you're sitting there and you're counting with you know in your head you're like okay yeah. so they must mean this they must mean this so how many does that then leave based on the number basic math subtraction how many new projects that we have never heard about does that leave like four three, three or four? four okay so i'm looking at the image right here count it out as it says so it says rangers of the new republic don't count visions because we already got that right uh ahsoka lando a droid story and right. or you'd have to count obi-wan so that's six. obi-wan the acolyte Seven. and then here's where i don't know if you count these or not mandalorian and bad batch oh yeah you do count those yeah. but I don't disney think plans to air 11 star wars series in the next several years so you have to count bad batch have to count mandalorian so then that would be um, nine. That leaves two unnamed things. So I didn't say Book of Boba Fett because that wasn't in this announcement. So that's another one. So there's and, only one. Wait, so Droid, Story, Droid Story is not a series though, right? That's like a one-time thing. So they're not counting mm-hmm. that, I don't think. Okay. Yeah, it's just difficult to... So long story short, I'm very bad at math as it is. So when I'm looking at this and I'm looking at what's been said and what hasn't been said and what's in production and what's not in production, it's really hard to understand, okay, what is left here? Like what slots are left for new projects? Because when you look at something like Marvel, they have so many projects that they haven't announced, but they don't even give you a number of what's to come. They just said, here's everything we've announced. Here it is. Uh, we have stuff we're working on, but we're not going to tell you what that is. Disney's telling, or Lucasfilm saying, oh, we have 11, and you're like trying to put the puzzle together, like mm-hmm. the image with the guy with the numbers over his face. Like you're just like counting cards. Like, what does this mean? Um, yeah. It's exciting. It's super pumped. You know, we've always wanted this as Star Wars fans that we want regular content. And we know that Disney, as of last year, is putting all their money and time and effort into streaming, specifically Disney+. Plus. 
Um, we've seen them get in a little trouble this year with that, where they've been pushing stuff on Disney Plus. But I think with shows specifically that are meant for Disney Plus, uh, they're not going away. So they're going to keep developing those things. I just hope that we're getting, you know, projects that we want to see. Not that we wouldn't want to see things, but uh, you know, we have hopes and dreams as Star Wars fans. Every one of us does, and I and I just really, really hope we get more solo. Well, I really do. Yeah, that. I mean, here's the whole thing with that. Like, you know, Alden Ehrenreich is like 31, I think, or something like that, and you know. Oh my God, um, he's such a baby. Felicity Jones played a 20-year-old or 21-year-old Jin yep. Erso when she was 31 or 32. Um, you know, he Alden himself played a 16-year-old Han Solo when he was 28. So right, right. if they the, the wind I mean I'm not saying like the window's closing, but you could probably get maybe three, four more years and like pull off him being a 27-year-old Han Solo or something like that. Sure. So the question is, do they want to do it? And, you know, you had Bob Iger say, and I don't want to make this a whole solo thing, but you had Bob Iger say that he took a responsibility for that movie performed. And I was thinking about other stuff that they're doing, though. You know, like like they're doing a Willow series. Like that, that movie didn't make any money. And they're like, I don't think anybody cared about Willow, but we're just going to make a Willow series because – Ron Howard thinks that'd be a good idea. And John Kazan wanted to write it. So it's like, if they don't make Solo, it's just because they don't want to. And I don't know why they would not want to do something like that. So but they might I don't know what yet. Bob Chappick's all about. Like, he already slipped up and accidentally said Solo instead of Boba Fett, which was a slip of the tongue. Um, but mm-hmm. who, who knows what's going to happen? I, think, I just think it would be a shame if they don't do it. I don't care about, like, I don't want us getting credit for that or anything like that. I just want it. I watched Solo last night. I had a bad day yesterday. And I watched Solo last night. I was finally, I was I was solo and watching Solo. And I, I'll just, I, the movie just makes me so happy. I love, it's always climbing my charts. So it's we'll see what good. happens. But I am excited that, you know, seeing 11 series and stuff like that. And I know a lot of them Double have already been it, announced. Yeah. Lando, Acolyte, um, like you say, who knows about Rangers? Uh, they may really work that with Paul uh, Sun Young Lee, but I hope um, so, Paul. So, uh, yeah, I, I, it's just exciting to know that, that there is more live action Star Wars coming. We know 2022 is going to be huge, but 2023 is going to be just as big, and we're getting a theatrical movie at the end of that year, too. So, um, all quite exciting to me. And who knows if they try to tie some of that stuff into those, those other movies. So, the next couple of years in Star Wars are going to be absolutely monstrous. Uh, and the fact that you know, we're sitting here talking about it now on on the precipice of the first of those series being Book of Boba Fett um, is is just it's a very, very exciting time to be a Star Wars fan without question. Yeah. So, James, before I get your thoughts, I or we get your thoughts, it's not just me, but uh, I wanted to give a shout out to Christian. Thank you for the super chat because he said he was popping in and popping out. So he said, I can't hang out and watch, but I wanted to drop in at least. I love you guys and everything you do for the hey, community. Christian. Keep up the great work. May the force be with you. Thank you, Christian. Thanks, buddy. You're Thank awesome. you. So James, what are your thoughts? On all those series? It Yeah, it's it's incredible, man. I, I don't know how many times we've said it. It's always good to say it on a live show because we're all hanging we out. You have but David like, saying... Yeah. Crimson Dawn or Bust makes someone do that. <laughs> yeah, there Thanks you go. Super did. <laughs> it's the best Obi-Wan time to be a Star Wars fan. Like, and yeah. I know, I like, 
The only arguable time that I can think that would line up is like right after the original movie came out or possibly right before the Phantom Menace came out, you know? And it's like, those are really good times where everybody was hyped up and all this, but it's like, as far as content goes, you were talking about three movies back then. You're talking about three movies, you know, at the turn of the century. And now we're talking about, I mean, we already have five movies, so it's like, that's already crazy. And then we just have this massive slew of new, like video content. Like, and I say that including yeah. animation as well. Cause it's like rebels and more clone wars, like it's and bad batch and resistance. It's just, it's nuts what they're coming up with. And it's not going to slow down. Like not anytime soon. Star Wars is not as much as people like to say that it's, I don't know, a tough fandom to be in or whatever. It's troublesome or whatever. It's still very successful and making lots of money and keeping a lot of people happy. It's still out there doing very well. So right. don't expect yeah. Star Wars to slow down anytime soon. And it's just cool. It's cool that we're in this new like streaming world now because we saw it with Visions too. They're like, we have these ideas. We just didn't know what they would look like. Like think about... Right. Think about trying to do visions before Disney plus, like where would they put that? Like the Disney channel or like on YouTube? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. You know, like uh, they can, they're not going to release it in theaters, but then all of a sudden Disney plus came around and they're like, Oh, Oh, (laughs) like this all of a sudden (laughs) makes sense. Okay, cool. So it's like how many other projects have been kind of on the shelf that waiting for an opportunity, like, this Disney video catalog that they really want to put in it's a room for of binders. home viewing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so I'm just, I'm really excited. Cause I mean, how long was George trying to get a serialized show going and he never could quite get it together right. um, yeah. for this reason or that. And part of that comes from, he couldn't make the deals with like ABC and all this other stuff. And now, uh, given this opportunity, like if Disney plus existed years ago, we maybe, I don't know, we probably would have gotten the prequels, but I was like, maybe not have gotten that. We would have gotten a show, you know, well, a live also, action show. not, not for nothing, but it has, it has to take certain levels of pressure off of the star Wars filmmakers where, you know, it was like, all right, you know, you're up Ryan Johnson, all eyes are on you because you're the star Wars right now. And now it's like, we got all these shows coming out. It's going to be like, we're going to be watching like, you know, Ahsoka chapter seven. And it's going to be like September. <laughs> and we're going to be like, oh my God, there's a Star Wars movie coming out in like two months. Yeah. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Like, I mean, it's kind of used to be like, how many days until episode nine comes out? Or how many days until... So like, I feel like it takes a little bit of pressure off the main theatrical filmmakers in a good way. It doesn't mean that they're going to take their foot off the gas and make a low-quality product. Hopefully not. Um, though I wasn't a big fan of Wonder Woman 84. Won't worry about that. Focus on positive energy. But I think that it's less of a... Like, all of our chips are in that basket at the movie theater for that movie to make a billion dollars, kind of like how Solo was or how Episode 8 was or Episode 9 was, whatever. We knew Force Awakens was going to make money no matter what because it was the return right. of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, it wound up being great anyway. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's there's not as much pressure on those movies. And I also think the stigma of the billion-dollar movie is kind of washed a bit now. 
Um, cause I was like, you know, in like my other podcast where I talk about old movies, like I, I always look at box office returns. And I'm like that classic, awesome movie only made like $60 million at the box office. So and many we, movies we, bombed. It's like, like Wizard of Oz bombed at the box office. And it's not even day. like bombing. Like, so like say their budgets were 35 million and they made 70 million and it's like, yeah, I guess it made some money, but now it's like, you know, people are, were like solo made 400 million. It's a failure. Or it's like it's like that 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 measure of like the Marvel and Star Wars like billion dollars like became a a norm for a few years there almost like how baseball with steroids became a norm to hit seventy home runs and now we're back off the juice because of this pandemic and like movies making three hundred million we look at it from a different lens like oh my god that's a lot of money whereas three years ago right. you'd be like oh that movie didn't do too good. So who knows how, how it goes back fully after the pandemic. I still think movie theaters are going to be a very viable thing. People want to go back and feel that again, especially for mm-hmm. these types of movies. But I think that stigma of it's got to make a billion dollars uh, is, is going to be washed away. And the new technology, guys, like volume and stuff, are going to help lower budgets too. So, Do you guys ever watch Hot Ones? Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. Wings. There was a, an episode with Matt Damon recently, which I, I suggest Damon. it was a really good one. Matt Damon. Yeah. Um, John knows all about Matt Damon, yeah, Matt Damon. <laughs> but uh, no, he, he did a great episode where um, they were asking him about, you know, certain budget movies and, and streaming and all this other stuff and what has that kind of caused. Um, and he gives this really good answer about like, he explains it very simply. He's like, well, you have to make a movie for this much. And then there's, there's this much budget based on you. It's kind of a formulaic thing. If you're going to put this much into a movie, you have to budget it this much for marketing. And then he says, and then when you come to profits, you have to split the profits with the theater. So at the end of the day, if you're a producer and you want to spend this amount, you have to make, you know, 400, you want to make a, a, a 200,000, $200 million movie or something like that. You, you have to make 400 million back before you can even start making any money off of it. Sure. So, you know, he kind of explains why um, streaming, I I think the question was actually directed at like why movies have killed DVDs, like Netflix and stuff have killed DVD sales. Cause his explanation goes into like, well, you used to be okay with that because it wasn't all box office. You could make up that money later in DVD sales and other things like that. Cause you knew that like, even if like, say what you were saying, John, like a movie like the big Lebowski or whatever, like it bombed at the box office or whatever. But like, if you know that movie exists and it's purchasable for years and years and years and years and years, it may end up, you know, it's a long shot thing, but now it's like kind of not like that. You're just, it just ends up getting like licensed to different people and doesn't make the same amount of money. It's just an interesting thing. All this making, making money and stuff is interesting now that we're in the like Disney plus era of streaming and stuff cult element to these things like like the boondock saints when that came out it came out at the wrong time because it came out like right around the columbine shooting and it's about you know these two brothers who were like you know whatever and it 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 bombed but then it became a cult hit with fans on video and then they were able they wound up making a sequel to it and that happens too like the traction like big lebowski made no money but then now it's on every college dorm wall as a poster like and they made a sequel to it and and, 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 well sort of yeah and i feel like solo (laughs) solo for for star wars is that solo has taken on that new life and even you have people like ron howard like yeah for some reason it's really caught on and fans have really rallied to it and you have people who like 
gave it bad reviews and the trades are like, you know, now that I've watched it again and stuff like people are turning around to it. So there's always that thing with star Wars where I think, and the prequels had their revolution too. And, you know, there's always that, that aspect of, you know, something can come back and in, in, in terms of like, let's revisit this and like Willow. And so Lucasfilm, I think they understand that uh, when, when you see some of the stuff they've done over the years. So it's a, uh, it's a good, either way, uh, you know, we had a lot of good stuff coming. I'm very excited to hear more details about it. Absolutely. I do want to hit some super chats really quick. So first oh, of all, we have Michael awesome. Moore. Thank you hey. so much. He said, happy belated podcast day, Lacey, John and James. You are the best. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Michael. Yeah, hey, buddy. Thanks so much. Frank's back again. Thanks, Frank. He said, hi, I'm the old creepy Sith from Star Wars Visions, and you're watching the Disney. Oh, uh, the Elder. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that, guy, <laughs> that guy is creepy. His eyes, that one, there's one shot where his eyes are super small in, like, overall, like, hollowed pit of his eyeball thing. Oh, it's so creepy. His eyeball thing. <laughs> yeah, what do you call thing. that? What the pit of his eyeball thing is, I think, Socket? the technical term. Socket. That's the word. <laughs> Socket. <laughs> um, yeah, we're all very excited about 11 Star Wars series coming in the next few years. Looking forward to that. Um, one other thing that uh, has hit Disney Plus that we're also taking a look at recently is the Star Wars Galaxy of Sounds now streaming. We talked about this on the show. We saw that it was coming. It was released, if you guys remember, from like an international piece of promo and everybody was like what is that and we never saw anything on it uh in the states until boom all of a sudden it just shows up and they say now streaming um but now that it is available you guys can go check it out i'm sure a lot of us have Lacey, i'm gonna start with you on this yeah. one what are your thoughts on galaxy of sounds so i did watch a couple clips i forget what they're they're like themed clips right aren't they like yeah yep. so i want yeah i watched the one where they're like in the field in naboo like it was very it was very nice and peaceful. I don't know if I'd sit there and like watch it for hours, but it's cool as a Star Wars fan to like have an appreciation for the different sound effects and and in music and stuff that you experience in Star Wars. I could see like putting it on and like doing work or something, but I wouldn't be like this is I'm viewing this. This is what I'm doing on Friday. <laughs> but it was very cool. John, did you have thoughts on the new series? So, yeah, I, I understand, you know, people saying like, oh, it's just lazy content. They stripped the music and just slapped it on there. But people it, say there's that? A lot of, some people, but there's a lot oh, of editing crazy. that goes into it. Uh, and also, I think it also allows you to hear things that maybe you miss when you get swept over by an amazing John Williams theme or something like that. Like, right. I, I watched the light side one. Uh, and there were certain spots that I definitely wanted to check out. Um, the sound in the sequels is so dynamic. Um, but the one thing, there were two things that I found interesting. One, the Yoda scene where he lifts the X-Wing out of the water um, really shows you how much John Williams just made that whole sequence. Right, um, yes, yeah. Because it's it's it feels so empty without it because no one's talking um the sound is just water dripping off of the falcon and you hear r2 a couple times not the falcon wait x-wing uh, i'm sorry the x-wing right and then the other one though so i was in awe of that so as i was watching that i was like wow that really makes me appreciate what they do but also like but john williams just dominates a lot of this stuff the other th and and creates the emotion the other thing that i found funny was they showed the end of return of the jedi where all the ghosts show up 
and it's like dead silent except like a couple of birds and it and you just see obi-wan just looking at it and it almost feels like like a curb your enthusiasm bit or something like that it's, well, it's so like there's, funny. there's a whole social media youtube page that does that where they take clips from music videos and stuff and remove the music oh, and if it's yeah. people clapping and stuff or like <clears throat> well they do so like yeah. silent so discos but then instead of so, playing music over it they put like the real sounds yes but, yeah yeah so or I would like say if you want coming out for talk shows too, that's another funny. If one. you want like a funny example, clapping. <laughs> check out the end, the end of the light side one where you see Anakin, Yoda, and Obi Wan at the end of Return of the Jedi. It's it's an awkward silence, but it's it made, I laughed. I don't know why. I thought it was funny. <laughs> unintentional Star Wars Un- moments, yeah, right? Funny, unintentional, funny. Right. <laughs> there you go. You could have added that one. Um, I I uh, I liked it. I haven't checked out all of them, but the ones I have seen, I thought it. It read to me like when Ryan Johnson said, I want a version of the movie that doesn't have anything but the music. And mm-hmm. it's like, why would you want that? And he's like, the reason is because if anybody sits down and watch it, they'll gain the appreciation because they can focus on the storytelling that's being done just just in this one aspect of production. And I feel like it's important enough. And I feel like if that got, you know, its own special feature on the DVD or whatever, and that was its own version of the release, this is just a bonus. Like this is something where it's like, it's like a Disney plus special feature that they just released for you. They said, here's a bunch of star Wars scenes edited together in a cool kind of interesting way, especially like the, one of the ones I saw was action. And it was just like, it was almost like an editing um showcase you know what i mean it was really cool how the scenes moved in and out of each other they chose them very specifically because this one beautifully leads into the next sound effect um so they did a really good job there but my thing with it was and i understand the asmr aspect to it but like it did feel like once you take everything out of it and you're just listening to the sound like it's almost like close your eyes and and watch it it's it's almost seems like it would be good like as a podcast like feed or release because you mm-hmm. can sit and just listen to the moments and yeah. picture the scenes and put together like what what do you think made this sound in real life kind of a fully experiment if you enjoy any of that stuff um, you know oh how do they make footsteps well they don't really use they use like pencils and you know whatever to make these things i yeah i'm just i was trying to think of like somebody like tapping or something (laughs) but um they use really weird stuff to make on-screen sound effects and things so i i'm sitting there picturing i'm like man what what do you think these sounds could be and i think it's just a really interesting thing because like what you said they take the music out wait that's the biggest thing for me is like you're probably not really paying attention to the sounds. Actually, here's another thing I wanted to say about it too, is a lot of people say, what is your favorite sound effect in star Wars? Watch these and reevaluate that, that, uh, yeah, question. True. Yeah. Um, like some things I was like, man, like the, uh, like in Phantom Menace, those big blue things, they like hit the ground and they're like, boom, 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 and they make that like really sound. I'm like, that is a really crazy sound. And uh, it just fascinated me. And I'm thinking that was the thing that topped off to me. And I was like, oh, I wonder if people watch this video and then you ask them, what was your favorite sound effect in that video? They'd probably like, 
you know, they wouldn't have their go-to answer of like, oh, it was a TIE fighter or something. They'd be like, oh, I'd never really noticed the sound effect here or here, you know, um, and what goes into the production on yeah. that level before, you know? Mm-hmm. These used to just be like ABC specials that were would air and then like you would never see them and then they were just gone. Um, yeah. But now they they put them on Disney Plus and they're things that you can find. So I I, I praise this. I think this kind of content is cool and it's nice to every once in a while get something new, uh, you know, go back to Star Wars, revisit the world, see what they've done and be like, man, that was a lot of fun. That was really cool. And uh, if you ever want to go back and check it out, it's always there, right? Unless they get yeah. it, I guess. <laughs> Who knows if they will or not. Before we get but, into um, our last yeah. story, James, uh, sure, if anyone wants to submit a question for us to answer, we're going to do a little live Ask the Resistance next. So pop your questions in the chat right now, and we'll get you up on the show to talk about your question. So appreciate that. Yep. Um, and as John was mentioning, the last thing, uh, the last story that we're talking about tonight, at least, is that if anybody uses Twitter and anybody follows Michelle Ang on Twitter, you might have seen that she recently posted that she was back in the studio for the first time in forever to tidy up, uh, yeah, to tidy up some work on the Bad Batch series. And we all know that she plays the character of Omega. She took a picture of her in front of a microphone with some script and everything, but it looks pretty blurry. Don't try to zoom in. Uh, however, if you do look in the background, you can see that she's has a screen in front of her with some scenes. So she is definitely getting it all together and they are currently working on season two. So are you excited? John, I'm starting with you on this one. Michelle Ang, um, back to voice Omega. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Instagram. I don't know that she. Uh, I don't know if she has Twitter. She might have Twitter, but I th- believe it was an Instagram I post. I think you are right that it's Instagram. Yep, I looked at it and I saw the check mark, and I thought Twitter. But um, no, I mean, I think that's very cool because I don't think anybody was necessarily expecting more Bad Batch, um, and it wouldn't surprise me if they expand uh, with these characters more, not necessarily in their own series, but maybe something thereafter. Um, so yeah, I, I'm down to see the fact that they're back in a studio. I think just for the, just the optics of that, uh, cause she was talking about the last time she did it, she was at home and they were in the middle of the lockdown, you know, we're Closet. all struggling dealing with the overarching, you know, that this hang, the hanging thing that's over us, the cloud of the pandemic is still going on. And people are wondering when is it going to be just completely behind us? And, you know, we, it, stuff like this shows us that we are, you know, we are way ahead of where we were and seeing that people are, are, they are going back into their studios and they're able to work with each other again, which is probably uh, much better than just, you know, being at home and not feeling like you're in your element. Um, so it's just a good feeling to see them doing that sort of stuff. And I'm curious to see where they go with this character and uh, with the series. Yeah. Omega back again, the sister of Boba Fett to bookend our, our news discussion. Lacey, what are your thoughts? I, I wasn't the the biggest Bad Batch fan. I'm so sorry. Uh, but like John said, I'm excited to see people back in the studio and recording and, you know, yeah. see that things are going back towards where we were before the pandemic. Um, but I'm just, as always, every time I see any type of update of any type of Star Wars production, it gets me excited because it means things are moving. And um, I'm really yeah. excited for Bad Batch fans. You guys really love that yeah. show. So congrats. Yeah, the bookend of Boba Fett. The bookend of Boba Fett. I like that. 
Um, yep, I'm excited for season two of The Bad Batch. You guys all know about because you watch The Bad Batch fan show. How reaction I felt show. about the reaction show. Yeah, about uh, connecting the second season announcement mm-hmm. with the release. And it, I feel like that was botched, but yeah. I'm excited for the second season. So we'll get set, we'll get started on uh, that soon. Um, but speaking of getting started on things, moving along, moving forward, uh, that is it for resistance report. And uh, I'm going to throw it to John on this one to do ask the resistance. Is that right? Or Lacey, John, Lacey, uh, Lacey, is manning the chat so i'm gonna let lacy <laughs> lacy's filter is very good she, i'd probably p- accidentally pick something that's trolling us or something yeah so yeah lacy <laughs> lacy handles our chat pretty well so lacy why don't you find us some yeah cues? why are your guys's faces so dumb <laughs> why do you look like dengar <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> oh rothgar James, uh, you know what? Are, I, I have a shirt. I have another shirt idea, but I want to say it now. <laughs> anyway, okay. First, I'm going to kick it off with Shugnight323, who started at the top of the show. What's up, Shug? Oh, yeah. Uh, he's our buddy from the Shmodown. So it's nice to see you in the chat. Um, yeah, Death asked, Records. <laughs> yeah. He asked, What is your favorite Star Wars game? James, do you have a favorite Star Wars game? Oh, man. I'm going to say Monopoly. Is that allowed? Because like, I know it's not a video game. game and it's not like Jedi Fallen Order, but I have so many versions of like, I have a Mandalorian version. I have my Phantom Menace version, which was like the thing I needed to have at Christmas when I was little. So I have such fond memories of playing Monopoly with my family that probably Monopoly. Man, like, that yeah, is Star tricky. Monopoly I like, is cool set. Yeah. I like how you broke that out of video game because I was stuck there. You know, to be honest, too, um, the Star Wars showdown is a game and I haven't been that excited about like trying, like watching the episodes, seeing who's going to win, seeing how I know the answers. I probably get more excited about watching just a general episode of, you know, that that trivia than I do about, you know even like a video game or something. I mean, sure. if I had to point to like one specific thing that I think is like, I, th- in recent years, this is something I had a lot of fun with. It probably was be fallen order just because right. I'm really excited about that character. We have, we don't know that there's a new game coming. They haven't announced anything, but it's like, he's still out there. They set it up for a sequel that if, if the game never goes anywhere, they still could do things with that character. Very excited about the prospect of, more to do with that world and that's all because of this game that they created for us so um Mm -hmm. so i'll go with that as like a standard answer but um when you broke out my mind a little bit yeah maybe that maybe the trivia star wars trivia is a game john are you gonna say pod racing no um i I think the game the game i was best at was uh revenge of the sith for ps2 and that was fun uh, I like the the twist ending where Anakin wins and beats Obi Wan. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but I think my favorite game to play was the Lego Star Wars original trilogy or whatever it was, and uh, you you just get to do whatever you want. It's not I, I don't like getting stressed out when I play video games, and I feel like some <laughs> of the newer games are very complicated and multiplayer. And I like being relaxed and being able to run up to a plant, chop it up, and get some coins. Like <laughs> come on, <laughs> so. Since I'm excited the for the new stuff. one. The new Lego one looks so good. It keeps getting delayed. Yes. So yes, good. yes. I am very, very interested in that. So I think that 
Uh, I still have to try out Fallen Order, but uh, that my favorite has to be those Lego ones. They're they're very well done, very fun, and and preserve the 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 innocence and and fun that you remember being a kid watching Star Wars. So nice. Yep. We do have another super chat from Freezy two three two four. Thank you so Thank much you. for the super chat. And he asks, Lacey, at Celebration, do you think they'll have plexiglass between actor or fan for photo ops? Also, do you think Mark Hamill will be back at Celebration? Uh, first question. So I'm going to tell you when there were photos of Hayden Christensen coming out where he was like on the plexiglass and like touching through the glass or not through the glass, but like to the glass with people, the camera guy was a little off. So if that camera guy ever watches this, you were a little off. You need to move your camera a little to the left because you were getting a reflection of the other person's arm and it looked really weird. Um, but that being said, I think it's the best they can do given the certain guidelines and health protocols that they're in right now with the pandemic so that they can safely have the actor there with you um yeah so will they still have that that really depends on how things go in the next what six to eight months um it depends on what the landscape of dealing with the pandemic and health guidelines and stuff where we're at Because right now, I mean, New York Comic Con's next weekend and everyone has to prove that they're vaccinated. You have to wear a mask. They're going to do the plexiglass thing again. Um, I mean, on the positive side, at least it still allows you to have that interaction with the person, but it still kind of stinks. You know, you're on the side of a clear piece of glass. You really want to have that like handshake moment. And a lot of these photo ops aren't cheap. So I get the kind of frustration that you're like, ugh, like I'm paying all this money and then they're behind a screen. I mean, even the autographing stuff, they have them like, it's like a McDonald's, like, or not a McDonald's, uh, like a bank teller, like, oh, yeah. slot where they slide it through. Um, so I guess all I can say is send out positive vibes and just hope that things get better. Do your part. And maybe the plexiglass will be gone by celebration. I'll say this too, to move into yep. your next segment is like, think about this when we get to say Christmas and there's like Santa Claus is out for pictures and stuff. Like, take note of malls and things. If they're still trying to protect mall store Santa, there's no way they're not that the guidelines are not going to try to keep Mark Hamill safe. Exactly. You know, so that's like pay attention to what like the standards are in like your local area when it comes to big greetings like that. So they reveal that your mall Santa is Mark Hamill. Is Mark Hamill (laughs) probably is knowing that guy. But but then that going into the the next question, do you think they'll bring Mark Hamill back to celebration? I think they will. It really depends on several different factors that play into guest booking. So when you look at something like Celebration, there's two parties that are involved. It's Reed Pop and Lucasfilm slash Disney. So when the last Celebration happened, they all have budgets. You know, every business has a budget. And Mark Hamill wasn't in the budget to bring out to Celebration, I'm assuming. He like wasn't one of the chairs on the stage or what was needed because they really wanted to focus on the new actors and the sequel characters and stuff like that. They didn't want to bring him in because naturally we all love Mark Hamill. He kind of overshadows other people because it's Luke Skywalker. So I'm sure they wanted to give those people their moment of, we don't necessarily need him because his character died in the last Jedi spoiler alert. So then if you look on the other side of that equation with Reed pop, yeah, with Reed pop and they're booking autographing guests where you're like, okay, well there were tons of people at came Lacey that weren't on panels and stuff. Those go into a different budget within Reed pop and the actors and their management. And I know Mark Hamill is not cheap to his right. He is a very good actor with an awesome following, 
Um, so you have to just budget your who you're going to bring out. And if he's only doing so many shows a year, maybe he just didn't want to go to that one. Maybe he went to a different one or maybe they just didn't have the money to give him, mm -hmm. um, which he rightfully deserves. So that's the answer to your question. So the next question comes from Ryan. Thank you so much for the super chat, Ryan, who asks, how will Omega appear in Bad Batch season two? Will she appear older, different costume? Will there be a time gap? Is Calzone pizza? The answer is no. <laughs> James, I'm going to let you jump in here with Omega. Uh, John, feel free to do that as well. But I'm, I know James is no, just, just talking about this. James, try no, I, I want to talk about the Calzone. <laughs> um how will omega appear in the bad batch season two my gut reaction to it is that the they will roughly appear the same as they had maybe a different costume change but as far as the animation goes is i don't i don't think you're going to see too big of a difference between season one and season two based on where it left off i don't think there was any hint that it was going to be a long time before like crosshair catches up with them or they you know need to start making money again i don't think they're going to jump ahead like uh any significant amount of time so i imagine they'll probably just keep it like they did say for rebels where they you know ezra looked the same as he did in in season two and they you know as they went further along if the show keeps going then they'll start to trend her up but for now i think for season two you'll probably expect to see omega look the same but perhaps a different outfit um that that usually would be like an easy way to sell a new toy or to make it look like this is you know it's very clear when you see a character like oh that's season two version of that character right um, and they could sell more toys yeah yeah the calzone pizza i i, I don't know i don't know about that i'm t i calzone tend to think that it is pizza. no it's not it's a different it, like no the calzone is a, is like a hot pocket turnover thing it's not, like pizza is like a flat pizza i guess john you're muted john is muted no one can hear what you're saying about pizza the, the, the calzone <laughs> started as a folded pizza and now it's become its own entity yeah when the, but well, it's not but pizza still currently pizza. it's not pizza <laughs> yeah. no <laughs> okay all right go ahead next up we have collecting star wars how's it going who asks uh book of boba fett gets a second season yes or no john do you think it's going to get a second season i uh having yeah, seen sure. zero episodes you say yeah, yes exactly i'm gonna say why not hopefully hopefully it's good and they do it <laughs> i i think so and Captain especially Jack. the promo of it, they said his story's uh, his story's just beginning or something. So, mm -hmm. you know, maybe. Uh, mm -hmm. Captain Jack asks, "Hey John, where'd you get your Rebels hat?" High school. Noise. It's a it's a team. It's not a Star Wars reference, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. a high school baseball hat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Michael Moore asks, "Do you think there will be an Ezra Sabine live action show?" James, what do you think? I'm gonna go with that is Ahsoka. I, I think that's what I you thought. know yeah too much too much uh smoke around the fire there I think um you gotta imagine that the last time we saw those characters Ezra and Thrawn went missing so the very first time they put Ahsoka in live action she's like where's Thrawn <laughs> you're like okay so it's literally the storyline that you have yet to wrap up 
that is yeah. needs almost no explanation. I I can't imagine they also do an Ahsoka show where she's searching for Ezra and Sabine's not around. I mean, that would be astonishing storytelling where they're like, well, we decided to kill her off before the <laughs> events of this live right. action thing. Like that would be stunning. So I, I got to think the Ahsoka show is the continuation of rebels. And that's that story. I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. We do have a super chat from Luke, a.k.a. Count Pepto. Hey, Luke. Thank you. Thank you for the super chat. He says, hey, thank buddy. you guys for being consistently awesome and positive in such a crazy year. It means a lot to have found my Star Wars family. You're so sweet. No, no, thanks, buddy. Nice of you to say thank you. So what's the question? He's, uh, he's awesome, man. It wasn't a question. It was more of a <laughs> I know, statement. But we do have a question from Miles. Hi, Miles. Who says, do you think this Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, will defo release in May, coinciding with May 4th or Celebration? Yeah, I think this last push was like... Like everyone involved was like, this is it. This is the last pushback we get. <laughs> I mean, that being said, Kingdom Hearts got pushed back forever, as well as I think Final Fantasy has been one of those things that they keep pushing back and pushing Black back. Black Adam. Yeah, I think this is it. And I think that they're doing it specifically for that reason, which is a good insight of May 4th or Celebration. Good question. Good mm-hmm. question. Uh, Danny asks, what do you think is your favorite Star Wars character's favorite holiday c- Halloween candy? Um, I don't know about like favorite Halloween candy, but I bet Kylo Ren is like very protective of his candy. Like when like you try to take a piece of it, he like flips out. And like he's one of those people that like, gets back and like organizes it by type. Ky- Kylo Ren is a Reese's cup. Oh, totally. Yes. Okay. Cause he just, he understands that to be the best candy and <laughs> all of it is his. Uh, how about this? Dr- Dryden Voss likes Snickers. Dryden Voss Snickers. Is yeah, that like, he's, he's always getting worked up and angry and he's oh, like, yeah. well, you're not you, know, you when you're hungry. Yeah. Dryden, just have a Snickers. And he's like, his face gets back to normal. He's like, it's a party. Yeah. he's like now that is a proposal <laughs> like, like, <laughs> i really shouldn't have killed uh, that regional governor if i had just had a snickers this yeah, all would have been yeah, exactly. okay. all right a couple more so we have john MacArthur. hey john who asks hashtag ask the resistance how many mando characters will appear in book of boba fett and i guess he said this in a 10 voice <laughs> book of boba uh <laughs> i mean i think we're definitely going to see the mandalorian I think uh I think at least two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, because they're get it. <laughs> Look out. I think, I think we you're are gonna, gonna get Jarn. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go on Twitter right now and tweet. I think you're gonna get Fennec Shand in this series. I think Shut you're gonna get... <laughs> No, I think you should drop it exactly like you said. I said I th- expect two Mandalorian characters <laughs> minimum <laughs> in Book of Boba Fett and see yeah. what people react to. Um, no, I, I, I say besides the two zero, I think it's, Interesting. I think there's full separation there, but we, we kind of talked about this on another show. You think he would show up and I tend to think now, nah, man, it's Book no, of Boba yeah. Fett. Let him be his thing in this show. All right, we have another super chat from Ryan. Calzone guy's back. Awesome. What up, Ryan? Ryan says, we're on the street as Hasbro is doing another wave of Black Series holiday figures. Which characters would you like to see as a holiday figure? Oh, like... 
as as like a holiday figure? Are we talking like Ben Solo in a holiday ugly sweater with a Santa hat? <laughs> he already has the ugly sweater, if you know what I mean. How about Sebulba as the Grinch? Sebulba as the Grinch. Oh, holy sweater! <laughs> <laughs> Jabba the Hutt is a snowman. Oh, I don't know. Uh, oh, Jabba the Hutt is a snowman's good. Man, what else? Uh, I don't know. What's I a mean, character I, that's very Grinch-like? Chewbacca? Sebulba. Or something that's the complete opposite that you won't see them in a cheery outfit, you know, like Snoke in a Santa robe. Like, it's just like... I mean, I don't it? think they've ever done, like, the Darth Vader Santa hat thing. Like, just a Darth <laughs> Vader outfit, but he has, like, the Santa hat coming off the top. Santa yeah. George Lucas, that'd be good. <laughs> oh, Sidious and Xmas jammies. <laughs> I like that. Anyway, uh, guys, thank you so much for your questions. We really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, I'm going to head it over to John to kind of finish this out here. Yeah. So first off, uh, I just want to thank everybody for being here live, but also just for supporting us. I know it is, you know, podcastday.org or whatever, yeah. but um, <laughs> thanks for everyone who listens and watches uh, our show twice a week. Uh, and a uh, special thanks to anyone who's been supporting us on Patreon uh, you really help allow us to do what we do and put the time in yeah. that we do to the podcast and everything else we do. And looking forward to next year as well. Uh, if you are interested in supporting us, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast tiers start at $2 a month. Uh, check out the tiers. Just go over there and check it out. If it's something for you, uh, we appreciate it. If not, we the podcast is always free for you. Uh, special thank you, though. Go to our Patreon generals and spice runners. So I'm going to give a big thank you to... Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Oliver Lewis, Frank Grande, Haz Aslam, Joe Ritchie, Darth Hurricane, John Trollton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, and Val Trichkoff. And our spicy spice runners, Heck David yeah. Probus, Neil Shaw, <laughs> Double C Chris, uh, who we did a, 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 his recent uh, spice run. He did such spice a good run, job. Yeah. Uh, Kendall Gellner, your next pal. Uh, Ryan Wara, who's in the chat today. Thanks, buddy. David Hornack, Micah Harrison. David, you're in the chat too. I saw you, buddy. Micah, I saw you too. And Thomas Hennessy. Thank you all so much for all of your support. Um, make sure you guys are also uh, subscribed to the show on your preferred platform, whether that's here on YouTube or on your preferred audio platform. Uh, go to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day. For all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Uh, Johnny Hoey on Twitter, uh, Star Wars Newsnet, and my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies, available on your audio platforms. Uh, Lacey. So before I get into that, I want to give one last shout out to a super oh. chat from Dave Hornack. Dave! Dave. Look at this guy coming in under the wire been, like Dave? Han Solo. I can only yeah. imagine that he's drinking the Baby Yoda margaritas right now. Just chilling at home. So <laughs> one Dave day says, me and Hello, Dave will TRB. have those together. I know. Yeah. Hello, TRB community. John, Lacey, and James. I miss everyone as I open my newest restaurant. Oh, congratulations. Wow. That's awesome. such great news. Congrats. I am sneaking away from opening training to say hello to all, and may the force be with everyone. Love you guys and hope to be more active again soon. Love it. Dave. Thanks, buddy. Congrats You're on the, the restaurant. Congrats. Love seeing you. Um, and we'll talk open soon. Open a restaurant in CT. Yeah, come, come to CT. <laughs> He's like, Please. screw that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> guys, um, uh you can find me on Twitter and Instagram yeah. at Lacey Gillerin and I have a review coming soon for the Lego Star Wars Battles game, mobile game. So stay tuned for that. As well as, you know, Hascons coming up later in October and all this other Star Wars stuff, including we're doing a watch along next week for the Lego Halloween Terrifying Tales on Patreon. Yep. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so just $2 a month, you get to watch along with us next Thursday. Mm-hmm. Gonna be funny, James. <laughs> um, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks. And I thought I, I, I got the perfect one. It's you're a mean one, Mr. Greedo. Oh. He's already green. I thought you were going to say Rothgar. GR? Oh, Rothgar. No. We should do a Rothgar <laughs> holiday figure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, everybody. Thank you again. Um, whether you're watching live or, or later, uh, we'll be back on Monday morning where we're going to talk about. Should we even say? I don't know. We're going to have a good show. It's a surprise. Yeah. It's Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you Monday morning with another episode regularly scheduled episode of the resistance broadcast so as always we will see you around kids bye everyone thanks chris bye. <laughs>